Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Well, we continue on with our look at the Mr. and Mrs. Blanding series. Now, we are back to playing just publicly available episodes this week, though the sound quality on this one is not as bad as the one we played three weeks ago, although it's a bit rough at the beginning. The original air date on this one is April the 1st of 1951, and the title is Jim is Justice of the Peace. I know you haven't forgotten, Muriel. Later, when we were sitting on the porch, we <laughs> and this wind broke. Yes. <laughs> oh, did you hear, Jim? We were on the porch. I heard. I heard. You were sitting there, and the swing broke. Oh, what's the matter, Jim? Don't you think it's funny? It hardly seems hilarious to me. Besides, you might have hurt yourself. Well, as a matter of fact, I did. Really. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? Uh, more coffee, anyone? It's good and hot. Oh, yes, thank you, Maud, you divine angel. <laughs> Pour it all over him, Maud. Jim, honestly, the way you talk, people will think you really are jealous of Bill. No, oh, why shouldn't I be? Maybe you've forgotten the way he kissed you at our wedding, but I haven't. Uh, Jim, Jim, old boy, I should like to remind you that every man present at that melancholy affair planted a kiss on the bride. Planted, yes. You tried to make yours grow. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Miss Blandings. It's a wonder I'm not working for you and Mr. Cole instead of you and Mr. Blandings, isn't it? 
Mole. Mole. There's an old Chinese proverb. Do not bite hand that is raised to sign paychecks. Landings, you're a cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come, come, Jim. Maud is a woman. She can't help showing her preference for me. You really think any girl in her right mind would prefer you? Well, look at the record. Remember Genevieve Bellows? Genevieve Bellows. All right. What about Helen Bassett? Helen Bassett? Oh. And then there was Gloria Pickett. Gloria Gloria Pickett. <sighs> yeah. Well, so much for that subject. Just a minute. Just a minute. What about Gloria Pickett? Eh? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Oh, oh. First night Jim saw her at the library, he came home, threw himself on the bed, and cried himself to sleep. <laughs> you don't deny that I took Gloria Pickett away from you, do you, Bill? I wouldn't bother to. You can't. After all, I was the one she invited to her sorority formal. Don't forget that. I'm not likely to forget that night. Well, anyway, that's all past now. After dinner liqueur, anyone? Muriel won't forget that night either. Will you, Muriel? Creme de Monde? Crime throw? Bill, was that the night that you and I... Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, no. I'll never forget that. Blackberry cordial? <laughs> I've never known Lookout Point to be more beautiful. Nor I. The stars were so close you felt you could touch them. Raspberry cordial? <laughs> it was so clear and quiet. Time almost seemed to stand still. Gooseberry cordial? <laughs> I know. I could hardly believe it when the sun appeared beyond the hills. So round and brightly shining. Had a coal? <laughs> you know, Bill, I had the strangest feeling that night that... Well, that you were going to ask me to marry you. I was. Then why didn't you? Oh, cold feet, I guess. Cold feet. That and no money, the long, hard pull ahead, the years it takes for a young lawyer to get established. I knew that, it, well, I, I just couldn't make myself say the words. Oh, Bill. Mm. Shall we all bow our heads and blubber into our coffee cups? <laughs> You'll have to excuse him, Muriel. Jim has no soul, never did. Uh, I beg your pardon, Mr. Landing, but Constable Arquette's here. Constable Arquette? Mm -hmm. What does he want? Oh, I'll go and talk to him. Is he in the den, Maud? Uh, yes, sir, he is. Oh. Well, hello, Constable. Yeah, howdy, Mr. Blanding. Ready to go to the meeting? Ah, oh, well, about that. I'm afraid I'll have to pass that up. We've got a mighty important meeting tonight. Got to discuss the school bond issue. Appoint a new justice of the peace, settle a widow Hickey's suit against the city, appropriate funds for a new fire hose. Besides, if you don't come, there'll only be four for poker. <laughs> that would upset the city government, wouldn't it? Yes, indeed. <laughs> and just that foreplay, it's all on credit. <laughs> we need a, uh, a substitute. Heard <laughs> <laughs> ahead, you and mine. Well, he's in quite a hurry, I'm afraid. Oh, no, I'm not in much of a hurry. I'd like to see him. Him? Oh, Bill. Well, he's not much to see, just a lawyer. Let me peek around the door here so I can get a look. Ooh, one of them sneaky, neat fellas, isn't he? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Them are the kind that when they tip their hats, a summons falls out. <laughs> I'd like to see him up closer. Well, <clears throat> all right. 
Come on. Well, hello, Mr. Arkett. Yeah, hello, Miss Blanding. Constable, this is Mr. Cole. He and Mr. Blandings went to college together. Oh, college man, huh? Well, <laughs> I went to college myself. Veterinary college. <laughs> oh, how interesting. Yep. Wrote a thesis on the hoof and mouth disease. For two years, I lived and breathed hoof and mouth disease. Really? Before I married Emily, I made her take her shoes off. <laughs> Romantic. What a scene for London Fontaine. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Emily said the same thing. Ask <laughs> my wife, Emily. Taylor better be going. It's almost meeting time. Meeting? Yes, it's a meeting of the Lansdale Civic Committee. I hope you and Bill don't mind, but I did promise the constable I'd attend. Oh, we'll forgive you. Uh, I was afraid you would. <laughs> well, let's just start then. Bye, Miss Blanding. Goodbye. Goodbye, constable. Come on. You know, Mr. Blanding, I always try to bring home friends that are homelier than me. Of course, they're hard to find. <laughs> Dog company, too, but at least I got peace of mind. <laughs> well, here we are. There you are. Wait a minute. I I'm parked by a fire hydrant, am I not? What are you worried about? You're with the constable. Well, it pays to have influential friends, I see. <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, howdy, fellas. I guess you know everybody, don't you, Mr. Blandings? Mayor Cronk. Well, how do you do, sir? Fire Chief Gibbon. How do you do? Charlie Smoot here. Hiya. He's from the school board. Councilman Kramer. Good evening, gentlemen. Yeah, let's see now. Well, meeting will come to order. I'll bank the game, and you can deal first, Charlie. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Give me a stack of chips. Counselor, we don't give chips. <laughs> All credit. Well, I come prepared tonight. That'd be $2, Mr. Blandings. Hey? Violation section 42A, parking in front of a fire hydrant. <laughs> and up you want to stand trial. But you... <laughs> <laughs> All right, and give me a stack, too, banker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. All right, deal them out, Charlie. Yep. Let me see. Now, the first item of business is the school bond issue. And I... Th I check. I can't open. You know, I'm not so sure we should spend the money for the bond issue. Well, I don't know either. No. I say spend it. Charlie's a Democrat. <laughs> you go far. All right, Charlie, we'll put it up to the people next election. And how about Widow Hickey sued against the city? Wait a minute. I open for a nickel. Call. Give me two cards. Call. Give me one. I fold. Mr. Blandings? Hmm? Oh, uh. I'll stay and draw three. What, what about the Widow Hickey's suit? Oh, you didn't hear? Mildy Hawkins run the city road grader right over her cow. A road grader? Uh, Mildy's a hot rod. Please. <laughs> what happened to the cow? You heard of condensed milk? <laughs> Widow Hickey's got a condensed cow. <laughs> <laughs>
It's lucky you happened to notice that picture was playing at the Bijou. I've been dying to see it. Think we'll make it in time? Oh, don't worry, Muriel. We'll catch the last show, all right? Oh, too bad Jim couldn't be with us. Isn't it, though? I hope he worries his little head off. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I just know he'd like to see the picture. I don't know why Constable Arquette had to drag him to that meeting. Jim has no talent for politics. Oh, I don't know about that. Does he know anything at all about sound economical government? No. Does he think about the people and what they need and want? No. There, you see, he's a born politician. <laughs> well, now that takes care of the new fire hose. Who dealt us here? I did, and I passed. Now, our last business is to appoint a temporary justice of the peace. Take Abby's place, and the kind of Abby's gone to Fort Dix to see his son. I open for a quarter. I pass. I'm out. Me too. Well, I'm in. Did you repeat that, please, Miss Glenn? I said, I'm in. Well, good for you. I know you'll make a good one. What? Mr. Blanny's is nominating himself for temporary justice of the peace. All David say Motion's carried. Yes, yes, Congratulations, Justice Blanning. Deal the cards. Now, what happened? I knew I put my money in the pot, but how did my foot get in? Well, you'll like the job, Mr. Blandings. Hmm. Constable Arquette, you tricked me into this, and I thought you were my friend. Oh, you couldn't be a friend of mine. You ain't ugly enough yet. <laughs> well, Abby will be back Sunday. It's only for one day. Yeah, but I don't know anything about being a justice of the peace. Oh, it's simple. There's only two things that people come up with. To get married or for speed. In either case, just tell them to slow down. What's the weather like 10,000 feet over Cincinnati? Is it overcast at Philadelphia? Should I expect rain conditions near St. Louis? No matter what weather question a TWA meteorologist has asked, soon he'll have the answer. A sound and dependable answer. For it's the business of TWA's meteorologists and forecasters to keep up with the constantly changing moods of the weather everywhere. To chart it, analyze it, predict it. And then give their answers to TWA's pilots and crews so they can better judge their speed and progress on their next flight. Along the way, pilots and crews of TWA Skyliners will get other helpful weather information. Some from briefing messages picked up at airports and routes. Some from direct radio telephone conversations with TWA forecasters. So you see, every minute, night and day, TWA pilots know what to expect up ahead and what the weather's doing down below at their next stop. Predicting the weather is really a cooperative project, and a lot of people have a hand in it. The people who work at airports, private observers and government observers. Taking all the information from all these sources and adding it to theirs, TWA meteorologists build their own forecast, a new one every six hours. And thus, they're always a step ahead of developing weather conditions, ready to give the pilots every benefit of their vast weather knowledge and skills. And so today, TWA, Trans World Airlines, salutes all the meteorologists and forecasters charting the weather all along the TWA route from San Francisco to Europe and Bombay, and contributing in great measure to the safety and comfort you, the passenger, enjoy every time you fly TWA.
second act of Mr. and Mrs. Blanding, starring Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. When Jim Blandings was appointed temporary justice of the peace, he took this great honor in stride. When he hurried home only to find that Muriel and Bill Cole had gone out, he took that in stride. An hour has gone by. Bill and Muriel have not yet returned. If you listen carefully, you'll hear Jim Blandings still taking the matter in stride. Operator. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Operator, give me the number of the emergency hospital, please. Landale, 7783. Thank you. If it's an emergency, sir, I'll connect you with the hospital directly. Believe me, it is. Hold the line, please. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> operator, operator, cancel the call. Oh, hello, Bill and Muriel. Back so soon? I hope you weren't worried, dear. <clears throat> worried? Well, hardly. I was just dozing in the living room. With the hall phone in your hand? <laughs> my, what long arms you have, Daddy. <laughs> oh, the phone. Well, my watch stopped, and I, uh, I was just going to call for the correct time. I'll put the phone back here. Hello? Hello? This is the Vansdale Emergency Hospital. Did somebody this number call us? Why, no, I... Oh, yes, I think my husband called you for the correct time. Called us? For the time? That's what he said. Well, tell him it's 1.15, honey, and to lay off the stuff. Sooner or later, it'll knock your brains out. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Oh, brother. Who was that, dear? A nurse from the Whittenauer Watch Company. I thought I'd better bring the chocolate anyway. Maud, what are you doing up at this hour? Well, the way he's been carrying on. Uh, good night, Maud. Uh, yes, Mr. Blanding. Good night. So the jealous green-eyed monster stalked his lair. I was not jealous. A trifle worried, perhaps, but not jealous. But, Jim, all we did was... Please, Muriel, I'm not the slightest bit interested. Well, I'm not going to bore you. We shall drop the matter entirely. Uh, did, uh, Anderson have pistachio tonight? It was too cold for ice cream tonight. Oh. Mm. And how were the Nicholsons? They're in the city this weekend. We didn't visit them. Oh. We went to see a movie called Gypsy Blood. Mm -hmm. It starred Jennifer Jones. It was produced in Technicolor. It was released by David O. Selznick. And if you don't believe we were there, lick Muriel's fingers and you'll find traces of butter from the popcorn. <laughs> now, stop, Bill. I'd have been disappointed if my husband hadn't been worried. I was not worried. I stayed up merely to tell you about my appointment at the meeting tonight. Wait till I tell you about the appointment I had with that hick buddy of yours, the constable. He had the nerve to give me a traffic ticket. No. On the way home... You're looking awfully pleased Isn't he? Now he told Bill he was a menace to public safety And that he should be banned from the highway Yes, but uh, what especially did he nab you for? Driving with my bright thought I'm to appear before the Justice of the Peace in the morning <laughs> Well, in that case, maybe I can help you The Justice and I are very close 
Oh, no, no, no. I can handle it. As a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to meeting the justice. I shall tie the little rube in legal knots. Well, maybe you should let Jim talk to him. Oh, yeah. Little rube may be quite conscientious. Oh, don't be naive. The whole thing is a racket. Now, wait a minute. No, no, no. You, you wait a minute. Nothing but a petty swindle. The constable waylays the victims and the justice fleeces them. <laughs> then they share the spoil. Oh, I'm sure that that isn't the case. And I'll guarantee that nothing like that goes on. Oh, your defense of these rhubarb Dillingers is touching. <laughs> I wish you could be there tomorrow and see what a nincompoop I make of him. Oh, well, I plan to be there. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, no, I wouldn't miss it for worlds. May I come too? How could you stay away? <laughs> It'll be the trial of the year. Cole versus the township of Lansdale. Nincompoop presiding. <laughs> I sentence you to a $5 fine and one day in jail. Next case. How am I doing, Constable? Just fine. But cut out that one day in jail stuff. You can't afford to keep no prisoners away. Food prices are these days. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Now listen, the next case is that friend of yours, Bill Cole. Really? Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait till we get through with him, huh? Where is he? He's out in the hall. Shall I bring him in? Yeah. Uh, the bailiff, bring in Mr. Cole. Yes, sir. Right this way, Mr. Cole. Well, it's about time. I'm all crazy tomfoolery. Justice of the Peace Court being run like a Supreme Court. Jim, you may call me your honor. <laughs> You're the... Oh, no. <laughs> I have been appointed by a committee of my peers for a term of one day. So you're the judge. Muriel, come on in and see who's the judge. <laughs> oh, this kills me. <laughs> no, but it might get you 60 days. <clears throat> oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, you've had your little laugh. Good luck on the bench, Jim. And take care of this, will you? I'll see you later. Constable, if the prisoner makes a move toward that door, shoot to kill. <laughs> hey, 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 now, wait a minute. Fun is fun and all that, but this is ridiculous. I don't see any order in the court. What's the charge, Constable? Driving the lights too bright and being a menace to traffic. Passing on the wrong side and one arm driving. <laughs> one arm driving? <laughs> yeah, he had the other not to make a turn. <laughs> and resisting an officer. What do you mean, resisting an officer? Mr. Cole, I'm an old man. You hollered at me. <laughs> well, I, I had to. You couldn't hear me. What's that? I had to. You couldn't hear me. There you go, hollering again. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake, of all the stupid things. In the... now, I just, I must warn you, Mr. Cole, you're liable to contempt of court. Now, how do you plead? Guilty? Of course not. Then are you represented by counsel? I am my own counsel. Well, if you're willing to risk that. <laughs> Proceed, counselor. Now, look, this is so silly. I've seen you. Proceed, counselor. All right. Uh, Your Honor, as attorney for myself, I must ask that this case be assigned to another court. I don't feel that my client will get a fair... Counselor, are you implying... 
implying that this court is anything but absolutely unprejudiced and unbiased? Well, I'm... I guess not. I withdraw my objection. Good. Now, let's hear your pack of filthy lies. <laughs> What's that? I mean, proceed. Very well. I call Muriel Blandings to the stand. Is Muriel Blandings present? Here I am. Hello, dear. Hello, Muriel. She met me. <laughs> take the stand, dear. I'll take care of this one, baby. Now, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth shall help you? I do. How much did that new dress cost? $69 at Bergdorf's. I object. So do I. Take it back. Next witness. <laughs> oh, what is this? I... Oh, all right, all right. I call Constable Arquette to the stand. Constable Arquette? Yeah. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but truth? That'll be the first time, but I'll try. <laughs> now, Constable Arquette. Do you swear that I was guilty of passing on the wrong side? Well, I can't really say. I wasn't there at the time. What? Don't expect me to help your case. But you made out the ticket. You had to be there. You're contradicting me. That ain't polite. I can't help that. I'm older than you. Especially ain't polite to contradict someone that's older than you. Look, look. All I want is your testimony. I ain't going to say another word or you apologize. <laughs> oh, I don't... All right. I apologize. Well, that's all right. No apology necessary. <laughs> I give up. Good. Now, Constable, tell us in your own words how you first observed this dangerous maniac. Now, uh, just a moment, Your Honor. Please. When I say I give up, I mean I give up. Oh, that's too bad. I throw myself on the mercy of the court. What's fine? You mean you don't want to stick around and tie us up in some more legal knots? Now, please, please, I admit defeat. I'm guilty. Please let me be guilty. <laughs> Very well. You are hereby fined $40. $40? What for? $10 for driving with your brights on. $10 for passing on the wrong side. $5 for referring to the court as little rude. $5 for rhubarb dillingers, and 5 for nincompoop. That's only 35 What's the other 5 for? The time the swing broke. Next case. Grant and Betsy Drake will be back with us in just a moment. Friends, did you know that TWA is the only airline that goes all the way across the U.S. and overseas to Europe, the Middle East, and India? Yes, you can board a TWA plane in 60 cities in the United States and fly to London, Paris, Rome, and other world centers abroad. And say, just ask anyone who travels a lot, and you'll find out that this one airline service is mighty important. It means you buy only one ticket. You enjoy the same courteous service all the way, and you don't have to worry about complicated connections. So fly the finest. Fly TWA, Transworld Airlines. Next time you plan a trip for business or pleasure, see your friendly travel agent or call your nearest TWA office. You love to fly high up in the sky. You ride the airways, starry stairways. Smoother and swifter, flying away. And the best way to fly, D-double-U-A. 
Here again are Cary Grant and Betsy Drake. Darling, I think yours is the biggest line in the whole world. Oh, well, it is. TWA has over 32,000 miles of routes across the United States and overseas. The line I was talking about was the one you handed me about Gloria Pickett. You didn't ever really take her out, did you? No, dear. The first time you saw her, you didn't go home and cry, did you? No, dear. You never even think about Gloria Pickett, do you? No, dear. Jim, what are you thinking about? <sighs> the beautiful shape of those TWA constellations. <laughs> Good night, Gloria. <clears throat> Good night, dear. <laughs> Tune in next week, same time, same station, for Mr. and Mrs. Blanding, starring Cary Grant and Betsy Drake, brought to you by Transworld Airlines. Across the U.S. and overseas, you can depend on TWA. This year, by giving to the Red Cross, you are helping to mobilize for defense. Tonight's show is written by Charles Stewart and Mort Lockman, directed by Warren Lewis and transcribed in Hollywood. Don Stanley speaking. Welcome back. Well, this was funny. A bit cynical, but funny. I did like the little bit where is a really brief scene, but where Bill explained how Jim was well-suited for politics. And then in the Justice of the Peace Court, where Jim insisted he was non-biased, and Bill relented, and Jim told him to proceed with his pack of lies. Now, I will admit that in terms of how I felt about the characters in the scene, I was a bit ambivalent. Because on one hand, Jim was being a bit petty. But then again, he's Jim. And Bill had violated some traffic laws and was trying to get it one over on the local courts and could technically use a lesson in humility. But still, I thought this was a funny episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Mr. and Mrs. Blandings. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>